Don't you just hate spending money on something and when you get it home, it doesn't work? You saw it on TV, right? And it worked on TV and you were sold. You ordered it, you bought it, you got it home and it did not work as seen on TV. That's frustrating. Or you spend money on something and you waited and you waited, you bought it, you were so excited and you enjoyed it for a little bit and then it broke. You're like, I just bought this. It broke. Whether it's, you know, a car. Are you kidding me? That iPhone. What? Right? And here's something else that's frustrating. When you buy something, you work hard for the money, and then you lose it. Yeah, go back to the iPhone. Or, or that pair of sunglasses. That's a topic of conversation, right? That's why I only spend 99 cents on sunglasses, because I lose them. Right, and I'm not, and I hear people say that. Right, that, oh, I can't believe I lost those sunglasses. I spend so much. It's just so frustrating, isn't it? I mean, it really, really bothers, bothers us. I can't believe I spent all this money. I can't believe you have that feeling, and you probably have something in your life right now. I can't believe I spent that on that to begin with, and now it's broken. I can't believe I spent that and and put my hard-earned money in this, and now it's gone, and now I lost it. So frustrating. I heard a stand-up comic uh, not too long ago complaining. He said, I just spent $30 at Whole Foods on apples. And I just dropped both of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what is it about this phenomenon? We're so affected. We're so affected. We're affected emotionally and, and you can even be affected physically by, by what happens with the stuff you spend money on. It can ruin your day. Like, how's your day going? Oh, going good, blah, 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 and then this broke, right? But it's just a thing, right? It's just a thing. It's just a stuff. Yeah, but it still affects us. And here's the interesting thing, and you know this is true because you've had this experience. If enough of those things happen back to back to back to back, right? If enough of things break or, or you lose them or they, or they don't work and deliver, you know, and you're disappointed, enough of those things, it can really affect your whole outlook on life. It can. I'm having a horrible week. What's wrong? My car broke down, the air conditioner's not working, and we just start naming all the stuff that we've spent money on there that's costing us money that's broke, lost, or not working. You see what I'm saying? What is it about that? I'll tell you what it is. We get attached, don't we? We get attached. We get attached to what we spend money on, and it's a natural thing. It's a human thing. We automatically, without thinking about it, without trying, we get attached to what we spend our money on. That's why. When you spend a lot of money on something and somebody else is handling it, you're like, be careful with that. You have no idea how much that costs. Don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. Oh, oh, that, yeah, because we get attached. Tucked away in the ancient, beautiful writings of King David in the Psalms of the Old Testament scriptures, we find this caution. In, in fact, you could even go so far as to call it 
a warning. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Though your riches increase. Immediately, some of you might be thinking, well, that doesn't apply to me because I ain't rich. Okay, wait, 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 wait. It's not just talking about how much money you have, how much money you don't. And if you consider yourself rich or not, however, I would say if you're sitting in a a heated, air-conditioned space or watching through a screen, looking at a screen, compared to the rest of the world, we definitely, in this first world environment, live in a position of richness. Okay, but this is not what that's talking about. What this is talking about, when you, when you get more, when you have more, right? When whatever you have increases, be careful, be careful, be careful. Don't set your heart on them. In other words, pay attention. Pay very close attention and notice what's going on inside of you. And how you're being affected emotionally and physically and spiritually. Pay very close attention to what's going on on the inside. He's he's referring to that attachment. Knowing that every single one of us have that experience. What did Jesus say about this? Well, Jesus said uh, something very clear, actually, very pointed. And we go back to where we started last week in Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount where he talks so much about financial things. We go right back to that, and Jesus, in this section of the sermon where he's talking about money, he says something that addresses this attachment in in a surprising way. Let's, Let's go there. Jesus, in his message, says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Treasures, treasures. Don't store up treasures. The word treasure there is not typically the way we use the word treasure. When you think treasure and I think treasure, we think buried treasures, pirate, R, R, R. Got it? Not what he's talking about here. When he uses the word treasure here, he's talking about your possessions, your, your stuff. Money. The things that money buys, your possessions, your stuff, the things you own, your treasures. And he says, don't store up or take your treasures and focus them on things on earth. Specifically, what he's talking about there is temporary things. Don't take your Don't take the focus of your possessions and your money and your financial energies and just let them all be focused on temporary, earthly, here and now kind of things. Here today, gone tomorrow. Now, some of that is inevitable. But he says, just don't let that be your focus. Did you know, this is interesting. Let me ask you this. Have you you guys noticed how many self-storage units are popping up everywhere? Self-storage buildings and units. I mean, the first wave was mattress stores. There's a mattress store on every corner. And it's not just our area. I've traveled enough to know and said, wow, looky there. There's something going on in the mattress industry. And I'm not quite sure what it is. Right? I definitely. Anyway, evidently we've bought so many mattresses that we need a place to store them. You can only sleep on one at a time. So, so now we've got all these self-storage units popping up all over the place. Evidently, people need 
space to put their mattress. Here, here's the deal. Did you know that 90% of the self-storage inventory in the world is in the United States? 90% of all the self-storage inventory in the world is in the U.S. And get this. In the U.S., one out of every 10 households has stuff in an off-side storage unit like that. So 10%. Here's the bigger statistic. That means 10% of Americans hold 90% of the self-storage. Yeah. Just interesting. But here's the other thing, is that most of the stuff that goes in those self-storage units, right, it's all temporary stuff. That's why you got to store it away in a self-storage unit, right? It, it, it's temporary stuff. If the unit burns down, it's gone, right? And, and a lot of that stuff, you don't want, you don't, I mean, you kind of want it, but you don't really need it. That's why it's stored away over there. You don't really use it because it's stored over there, and then you're going to give it to somebody else, and one day you're going to die, and your kids are going to have the wonderful experience of trying to take time off of work to go, I've got to go through that storage unit. You know, why did mom and dad keep all this crap, you know, and all this kind of stuff, right? Now, Jesus is not saying don't do that stuff. He's not saying don't have stuff. He's not saying don't possess stuff. He's not even saying don't get a self-storage unit if you need more room to put some of the stuff you got. He's just saying pay attention not to put your energies and your focuses on temporary stuff because it's here today, gone tomorrow. Moths. Evidently, in the first century, moths were a big problem. You eat them, like you mute moths. You know, you know what he's saying. Or, 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 or they just rust. It decays, erodes. Or somebody comes and steals it. Jesus said, I got a better idea. Instead, store your treasures in heaven. Where there are no moths, evidently, and, and there's no rust, and there's no thieves to come in and break and steal stuff. Now, when Jesus used the word heaven here, okay, he's, he's not necessarily just talking, he's not really talking about the phys a physical place, like a physical place, because how, how in the world can you and I take our stuff, our money, or possessions, and put it in a physical place where we're not? So it's not, it's not logical that he would be talking about that. What he's talking about, if earthly things are temporary things, then heavenly things are eternally significant things. So what Jesus is saying here is, don't take your treasures, your stuff, your money, possessions, and focus them on just temporary things here and now, here today, gone tomorrow. Take your, your, your money, possessions, your stuff, and focus them on eternally significant things, things that are going to last forever. Yeah, so what lasts forever? What's eternally significant things? Oh, well, we could talk about this, but I'd just summarize it with just a couple of thoughts. The only two eternally significant things that I know of on the planet, and I may be leaving out something, but I've, I've thought about this a good bit, two categories. Things that have to do with the kingdom of God, the mission of Jesus, that's eternal, and people. That's it. Things that have to do with the mission of Jesus, the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, and people. He said, take your money, your stuff, your possessions, and focus them on eternally significant things. Why? Why is that so important? Because Jesus explains. Because wherever your treasure, your possessions, your stuff, your money, the focus of your money, wherever that is, there, the desires of your heart 
will also be. That's why. That's why you need to pay attention to how you're getting attached. That's why. That's why. That's why you need to notice what's going on on the inside of you because wherever it is that you're focusing your possessions, your stuff, your money, that's going to affect you. Fascinating that Jesus would say it this way. What he's basically getting at is that money's a matter of the heart. Money is a matter of the heart. It's just like kind of going back to what we said last week is that money is always a spiritual issue. It's, it's never just about the money. Money is a matter of the heart. And you would think that when Jesus was talking about this, you would think that what Jesus would say is that your money follows your heart. That people give to what they care about. And there's an element of truth to that. We do that, right? People care about something, they invest into it. You would think that Jesus would say, be careful, your money follows your heart. But that's not what he said. He said the exact opposite. He said, your heart follows money. Your heart follows your treasure. Wherever you put your treasure, pay attention to what's going on in your heart because your heart will follow it. Here's another way to get to what I think Jesus was saying is that what I do with money has a profound effect on me. What I do with money, my treasures, my possessions, my stuff, my money, what I do with money has a profound effect in me, on me, with me. There's an undeniable link between what I do with money and what happens inside of me. There's an undeniable link. All you got to do is just think about it. Think about your own financial world, your own life right now, the stuff that's going on in your life, that, the things you bought, things you spent money on, the things financially related. Just think about it in your own life. There's an undeniable link with what you do with that stuff and what happens inside of you. That's why Jesus said, pay attention, pay attention, not to focus all of your treasures on temporary things, but focus on eternally significant things because that's where your heart's going to go. Your heart's going to follow the money. So put your money where, your, where you want your heart to be. And you may not see this immediately, but certainly over time, you see it, you feel it, it builds. This is why. This, this whole thing, what I do with money has a profound effect on me. This is why, and this explains, why we have emotional, even physical reactions to our financial situations. This is why. There are certain things that you can do with money, and there are certain things that can happen in your financial world that bring great feelings of peace to you. Oh, right? This is why. When, when you do certain things with money and certain things happen with money, and don't we all want to have more experiences like this, that brings feelings of security. I feel, I feel good now. I feel good now. This is good now. But this also explains why the opposite happens. That there are certain things you do with money and there are certain things that can happen with money that cause you to worry, 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 worry. Oh, gosh, what's going to happen now? And there's certain things that you can do with money and certain things that happen with money that can even cause anxiety. 
Think about that. Anxiety triggered by financial things. Yeah. And even it can even get to a point where you can get physically sick. Ulcers, stomach, just churning, heart palpitations. I mean, you can worry yourself sick over this. Why? Because whatever I do with money and whatever happens with money in my life holds my focus. That's, that's being human. Jesus is trying to get us to clue, clue in on this. It holds my attention. It, it takes my energy and it has my time. Just think about it. What you spend money on is what you end up thinking about. And it's what you focus on taking care of. Right? We get attached. Another way of saying this is we treasure our treasure, don't we? We treasure our treasure, and it happens automatically. And I think it is so important for us to understand why Jesus wanted us to wrestle with this. It's because it's something that's happening. It's something that's happening whether you like it or not, whether you realize it or not. But Jesus is saying, just pay attention and be very intentional about what you do with your treasure because you're going to end up treasuring whatever it is you treasure. That's why it's so important to choose to treasure things that will matter, not just here today, gone tomorrow, not just right now, but for eternity. Now, in a sense... What this tells us is that you and I get to have a say. We get to have a say on what happens inside of us by what we decide ahead of time to do with money, with possessions, with stuff. We get to decide. We have a say by, by what we choose to do and how we handle it and how we interact with it and how we treat it. Yeah, I get it. I understand Sometimes financial things happen outside of our control. In fact, a lot of times, right? Yeah, things break. We talked about that. You lose things. We talked about that. The value in stuff used to be worth this. Now it's worth that. Oh, investments go crazy. Go, go, go south sometimes. Yeah, sometimes life happens to us financially, and sometimes people get sick or they get hurt. And it affects their financial pictures. Life happens. But even then, even then, how you choose to respond to all of that affects, affects you. So I, I, I think this is really clear. And I know it's not a really, really complex concept. But there's a reason why Jesus focused on this. Why in his sermon he, he said... I want you to do this with your, your attention of, of money and focus and possessions. And, and I don't want you to do this. I want you to focus on eternally significant things, not temporary things, even though the temporary things, I mean, you have to have a certain amount of those. We talked about that last week. Jesus said that God will make sure you have those basic necessities of life, putting your focus on him first, first things first. But there's a reason why Jesus in his message said, I, I want you to pay attention to what's going on inside of you. So I just want to spend the rest of our time unpacking a question that I, I, I think is just a natural question. How is money affecting my heart? 
Because Jesus said, wherever my money goes, that's where my heart's going to go. So it begs the question, okay, so what's going on in my heart? How is money affecting my heart? Now, no, not your blood-pumping muscle in your chest heart, even though, as we talked about, money can affect that heart too. But no, no, inside of you, how you think. How is money affecting the way you think and the way you live and who you are becoming? We, we've heard this cliche, right? Money changes people. How is that possible? How is it possible that money changes people? That, and we've talked about this, right? We've had friends, maybe we have had family who've come into some money, inherited some money, or started earning a lot more money, and they become a different kind of person than they were before. We're like, man, they're different now. Money changes people. We've also seen it on the other side. There's someone, they're a pleasant person, they have a great outlook on life, and then something financially horribly happens to them, and then they're like, oh, man, it just, man, when that deal went bad, they've just never been the same. Money does change people. This is what Jesus is saying, so pay attention to how you're being changed. It affects all of us, so pay attention to what's going on in your heart. How is money affecting my heart? And pay attention to what's happening inside of you and the attachment. In three areas. So let me give you three areas to focus this question. How is money affecting my heart? Because this is what we do with money. Three basic areas we do with money, and everything pretty much falls into one of these three categories. First of all, when it comes to earning money, how is money affecting my heart? When it comes to how I go about earning, making money. Am I, am I, if I, if I look inside of me, if I, am I just driven? Am I just driven? We call it driven to success. And that should be applauded. But maybe, maybe you've taken it too far and you're consumed. Just more, 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 more. That's not a good thing for your heart. That's not a good place to be. Maybe you're the exact opposite, right? Maybe you're just completely apathetic and you don't care anymore. And you could, you could deserve, I mean, you really need a little bit more drive. And pay attention. What's going on on the inside of you when it comes to money? Maybe you're just in a routine, a rut, where you just, you, you live to work, you live to work, you live to work, and instead of understanding the difference between that and working so that you can live. Because the point is living, not working. Yet we have to work. Look inside and in how you go about earning money. Are you just worn down? Are you just completely worn down? Or maybe this. When you look inside, you realize that um, <laughs> how I go about my money is just focused on retirement. It's just really focused. I'm just trying to earn money so I can quit earning money. I'm just working so I can quit working. Now, here's the deal. Nothing wrong with retiring. Nothing wrong with that at all. But let me tell you why that's not the best finish line. That's not the best focus. Because number one, you may not get there, right? You could die before you get there. Or a lot of people never get that opportunity. Things change. Life changes. You, I was just working for retirement. Now I can't retire. What was I working for? And then, let's say you do retire. Don't you know there's life after retirement? There's definitely more to live for than just that finish line. And ultimately, (laughs) 
There's certainly life after retirement, and I mean the ultimate retirement, like when you ultimately retire, when you're dead. There's still life. There's the next life. And so that's why Jesus is pointing our attention to not just the here and now. Here and now, today, gone tomorrow. Here today, gone tomorrow. Pay attention. Pay attention. When, as you go about earning money, what's it doing to your heart? What's going on in your heart? Where's your focus? When you, when you earn money, this next category, how is money affecting my heart when it comes to spending and saving money? I put these together even though they seem opposite. No, this is, this is how we use money. Right? After you've earned it, you pretty much are either spending it or saving it to spend later. Right? You're either earning it to spend or earning it to save, pretty much. And there's one more category we'll get to in a minute. This is pretty much how we use money. How is that affecting your heart? Maybe your heart is empty. Maybe you are empty because you've spent it all. Or perhaps you're anxious, filled with anxiety and worry and fear. Because you don't have enough. And you feel pressure. Maybe that's what's going on inside of you. You feel tremendous pressure to spend more. To spend more, to have more, to do more. So that you can keep up. And you're exhausted. You're just exhausted trying to keep up with, now I've got to buy one of those because they have one of those. And now my kids need this because their kids have that. You're exhausted. And that's what's going on. Be honest about it. Pay attention. Look inside. It's happening. So be aware of what's going on. Something's happening inside of you. Jesus said your heart will follow your money. So pay attention to what you're doing with money because it's going to affect you. Maybe, maybe you've taken it to an extreme and now you don't, you, you don't spend it on anything. You save everything. You're like a hoarder. Right? I mean, there's whole shows on that. I mean, th th that's a problem. I mean, hopefully we can get to the point to where the way we spend and save money is a life-giving thing that brings peace and confidence. But something's happening. Something's going on on the inside of you. Jesus said, pay attention. One more area. How is money affecting my heart when it comes to how I go about giving it? Because when we earn it, we either spend it, save it, spend later, or we give it. Where is, is the focus of your giving? How is the focus of your giving affecting your heart? Ideally, it should be a reminder that God is the source of all things. Ideally, it should be exercising your heart in trust and dependence on God. That's what giving does. Ideally, it helps remind you that you're a part of something bigger than just here and now. You're part of something eternally significant. Hopefully, it is allowing you to experience God's provision. But how you go about giving money will tell you a lot about your heart. It'll reveal whether you're greedy or generous. Stingy or generous. You say, well, but see, there, there's where you and I, yeah, you know, I, I don't give. I just don't give. Well, I understand that. But even that should tell you something about your heart. Because Jesus said, wherever you, whatever you do with money, whatever you decide to do with money is going to affect you on the inside. Um, I, I experienced this in my own life. Uh, let me just give you this quick example. I, I was thinking about this the other day. 
And do you know that when it comes to giving, uh, how my wife Donna and I give and where we give and how we give, um, do you know that it shapes my prayer, how I pray? It, it, it shapes how I pray in my life, my prayer life. It really does. Because when, I, when, when we give to the summit, it's just almost without fail, when, in that moment when, when giving, I find myself being very mindful of, Lord, I ask you to, to bless this church and give us wisdom, give us opportunity to love our neighbors, to, to meet people's needs. I find myself praying for this church when I give. Uh, when we support our Compassion International uh, kids that, that we've adopted, many of you have done the same thing. Do you know what just naturally happens in my heart? Maybe you've experienced this. I find myself, and we've done this for years, we pray for them by name. Why do we pray for them? These kids that we would have never even known existed, much less their names and where they live and what was going on in their lives. Why do we do that? Because we give. And when you give, something happens in your heart. And when we give to people in need, it, just, it, it helps me know how to pray for them. I, I'm telling you, that's just a small example. And this giving challenge thing we're doing, I'm telling you, good things, good things will happen in you, in you, doing things like this. That's what Jesus was getting to. That's what Jesus was teaching us. And this is why Jesus challenged us to pay attention to where we focus our treasures, what we do with money, because he knows we're going to get attached. He knows that I'm getting attached and that you're getting attached. And he says, don't just let that attachment form to things that are here and now, here today, gone tomorrow. You're going to get attached. So focus your attachment on eternally significant things. Because wherever you put your money, your heart's going to follow. So be intentional about how you earn it, how you spend it, how you save it, how you give it. And think, how is money affecting my heart? I have a choice. You have a choice. We have a choice. So let's choose. Let's choose in a way that is not only honoring to our Heavenly Father, but does healthy things in our hearts and lives, our inner world. Let me pray for you. Father, I, I need to begin by asking you to help me. It is true. It is true that my heart is affected by what I do with money. And I can see it. I experience it. I experience it on good days. I, I definitely experience it on difficult days. And Father, I am, I'm aware of this now, but may I be even more aware of what's going on inside of me and help me to be intentional about how I focus possessions and stuff and money in such a way that my heart will go after eternally significant things, not just things that are temporary, here and now, here today, gone tomorrow. And Father, I ask the same thing for my friends here. Joining us from wherever they are as we gathered here to learn from your words. Help us to pay attention to the attachment and how we treasure our treasures. And may we choose to treasure the right kinds of treasure. And may you form within us a heart for you with how we do money things. 
May you form within us the heart of Jesus more and more. And a desire to help others, to invest into things that will outlive us and are bigger than us, things that cannot be contained in a self-storage unit alone. Father, we are greatly blessed, more than we could probably even begin to imagine. May we be faithful in response to your faithfulness to us. May we be faithful to you to invest how we earn, spend, save, and give into things that will matter forever, knowing it will affect our hearts in so many ways. Lord, we give our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen.